Doctor? What doctor? Doctor who? Doctor who, did you say? Eh? Doctor who? What are you talking about? gibberish or do you really know what you're talking about well we'll start uh at the very beginning uh by saying 65 uh, million years ago yeah yeah that was the beginning no 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 if if you dear listener listened to us last time uh at the end of the meddling monk episode i said next week it will be invasion of the dinosaurs and it hasn't been it's been two weeks and that's because i completely forgot uh, that was at the end of fury from the deep not Fury from the Deep, not Meddling Monk. Yes, yeah. sorry. Sorry, it's that long ago I've forgotten. Yeah, sorry, it's <laughs> yeah. Fury from the Deep. Yeah, I said, join us in a week, Invasion of the Dinosaurs, and it hasn't. It's been two weeks, and that's because when we did the recording, I'd forgotten that we're back to the old routine at work, and every three weeks I work a late shift and therefore aren't around in the evenings, right? So apologies for that. That's one thing. Secondly, my work situation temporarily hopefully only for a couple of months has changed in that i'm not going to be doing every three weeks but every two weeks i'm going to be doing late so unfortunately or fortunately uh, whichever way you want to take this listener um from now on i think from now on if it's not now on it will be after tom baker uh we're going to be bi-weekly rather than weekly temporarily yes. all right once a fortnight once a fortnight you know, so sorry about that. If you if if you've been used to our our weekly doses, um, but it will be resumed. Yes, uh, later I think on. It, it will give everyone a chance to listen to that current one twice, won't it? And, yes, and really digest it and and ponder on the utter rubbish that we spout. Or go back to the very beginning yeah, and start all over again. We were trying to work out how many we've done of this, and we neither of us can remember, can we? No, because it was that long yeah. ago. Yeah. All right, so with that out the way, let's talk about this. Invasion of the Dinosaurs, my choice, John Pertwee. First up, Ian, what's your yep. back history with um, this story? I, I remember this one from when I was a kiddie wink. Um, I d- weirdly, I think because you're... I was very young, because this was, what, 74, mm-hmm. so I would have been six. Um, but I, d- I remember the story, and I remember the dinosaurs being in it i don't remember the dinosaurs being bad because <laughs> as a kid you, you don't care so but i remembered it and vague bits of it and the feeling of it uh, and then when the um the target novelization came out and i bought that and it rapidly became one of my favorite novelizations because it's it's a super a super um adaptation of it very atmospheric um and of course, the dinosaurs uh, have got a higher budget in your imagination. Um, yes. And I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. So I was I was waiting for this, and then the first time I saw it since its original broadcast was um, on UK Gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Can you remember when they used to show them on a Sunday, the Sunday mornings, yeah, editions? yeah. yeah. Uh, and I remember sitting and watching it, and I I was sort of 
I don't think I appreciated it that first viewing because it is a shock, isn't it? When you see the effect, I can only imagine because Barry Letts, when he first viewed it, was shocked, and I can yeah. only imagine, I can sympathise with that shock. But it has, I do think it's a it's a, a, a good Pertwee story, um, but everyone just concentrates on the, the the really truly awful effects in it. Do you think you know? Um, after reading and rereading the books, it yep. it also become a bit of a shock to you that in that time, until you saw the UK Gold repeat, that you know you've seen you know one million years BC and everything, and maybe in your mind you thought it was going to be the dinosaurs yeah. were up there as a Ray Harryhausen style quality. Yes, def- I think that's definitely true because yeah, uh, as a kid I loved Ray Harryhausen, Valley of Guangi. Um, uh, yeah, one million years BC. When you know, it, that's how I viewed dinosaurs. As kids, that's how we thought dinosaurs moved, wasn't it? In jerky yep. stop motion. Even though Ray Harryhausen was super smooth at the time. Um, so yeah, I think, I think, I paid the price because I, I'd relived that story so many times in my own mind. Um, and I always remember that one of my favourite bits in the book is where the the T-Rex is tied up in the uh, the garage. In the warehouse. Um, and Yeah, and Sarah goes, and it starts to break out, and it knocks through the wall, and it's so well written, and it doesn't quite hold up um, to it. But yeah, I, I think there's a 100% my imagination spoiled the effects, but I don't think the effects were great to start with. Yeah. I don't remember watching it. I guess I must have watched it, and but I don't remember it. And I don't remember thinking, "Cool, those 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 dinosaurs are terrible." I yeah. had no memory un- until, like yourself, UK Gold, and it's like, "Oh, good grief!" To quote the Third Doctor. Yes, yeah. it's it's weird though, isn't it? That we we have so often on this show, just you know, when we're talking about one of the monster suits, and you say it looks great until it moves, mm. and I think that's true of the dinosaurs, like. I I I'm, I don't like the the smaller T Rex models eyes. They're weirdly beady. I don't. I like. I quite like the 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 close up head they built with the uh, blinking eyes. I quite like that to say. But the dinosaurs look okay until static. they move. Yeah, until yeah. they move, and then you realise they can't really move that well. The worst uh, one for it, and it yeah. does look really good, is the Triceratops yes, down yeah. in the London Underground until it starts moving. Yes, it starts to move, know? and then it's like. Ooh, yeah. Um, obviously, the CSO is a bit sort of ropey um, as well in when they they try and do it. Um, I'd I'd forgotten that there's quite a few episode endings where it's the Doctor in a car turns a corner and there's a dinosaur. Episode ends. They they really reuse that yes. in this. Um, yeah. Well. The- <laughs> It's carrying over from Fury from the Deep. This is a six-parter. and Can you, Yeah. Can you imagine this as a tight four-parter? Much better. Oh, it could, it could have been one of the best Pertwees, I think. Yeah, this whole trundling around on Wimbledon Common served absolutely no purpose. The Doctor drives off, is chased by a helicopter. Oh, episode five is pure filler. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, a five-parter, maybe even a four-parter yeah. if you cut a lot of the... Uh, yeah, and we do. We have repeats of 
yes, scenarios like the T-Rex yeah. appearing. And as you say, go around the corner, there's a T-Rex. Yeah. I think there's like three instances, might be two, but it feels like there's more, of Sarah trusts someone and they, t- they turn out to be a villain. Mm. That just repeats itself, even to the point where Sarah then makes a comment about it. Mm. Um, but yeah, it. But what? All, all those. It sounds like we're hating it. All those things aside, everything else that's left is pr- is pretty damn good. This is a really good unit story. It's a great Benton story. It's a really good Brig <laughs> story. Um, there's so much to love in this story in these six episodes. Um, just don't perhaps don't watch them all in one sitting <laughs> no no all right well let's take them one by one then let's shall start. we yeah, um... yeah it's coming this way sir good grief it's a stegosaurus oh, a splendid specimen no no don't shoot i want to take a good look at it be careful, Doctor. Don't worry, Brigadier. It's a vegetarian. Well, after all that business in Wales with the giant maggots, I had to have a spot of leave. <laughs> I suppose it was a reaction, really. Oh, I'm not surprised. As soon as I get back, of course, all this business blows up. It's weird seeing London like this. All those deserted streets. I rather like it. Excuse me, sir. Trap two, over. Have you noticed the air? Hmm? It's clean. No cars. No people. Do you know yesterday I saw a fox in Piccadilly? Nightingales in Berkeley Square. <laughs> it's not impossible. Yeah, and episode one, um, entitled Invasion, because they didn't yes. want to give away the shock. And but, of course, the Radio Times ballsed it up, didn't they? Yes, they did, yeah. Isn't that amazing, though, that, that they, they went... We want to keep the dinosaurs a surprise. I know, Radio, because what you've got to remember, we, we assume the BBC is one big sort of entity, and it's not. And the Radio Times was its own thing. So Barry Lex couldn't call up the Radio Times and say, don't put that on the cover, don't do that, because they'd tell him where to go. They were a separate entity. Mm. So they could do this, they could ruin things like this, and they, they've done it a few times. But they've gone to so much trouble to go, OK, let's, let's keep this a surprise. Let's just call it invasion. Because if we call it invasion of dinosaurs, the surprise is over. Yeah. Can you imagine them doing that a bit later on when we were getting, you know, you know, like what? How oh, Planet of the Daleks is a, is a great. One. I know that was slightly earlier, but Planet of the Daleks, where the episode ending is, oh my God, it's a Dalek, mm. and you've called it Planet of the Daleks. Yeah, it's daft, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But the trouble is, um, for anyone who doesn't know, I'm sure everyone does know. Um, this is this is the reason that this first episode was only available in black and white for a long time, is because when the BBC junked the Troughton story, The Invasion, they junked this as well. Yes. Because <laughs> they saw Invasion and went, yes, Troughton, we'll get yep. rid of that. Again, bloody stupid, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I think the black and white of the first episode actually suits it. I, I always like a d- deserted London story. Yes. I, I, I honestly think a lot of Pertwee's stories turn the colour off. It just makes it so much better. Yeah. But, but this first episode is a great first episode. Yeah, deserted London. I love a deserted town, don't you? <laughs> yes. You know, I love. Do you remember because of that? What I 
we're going to go off on a preamble here. Yeah. A warning, listener. I'm just about to do one, so to speak. Um, what I used... To, I mean, it's referenced here. When they're wandering around and the phones don't work and they're waiting at bus stop, no one's around. The doctor says maybe it's Sunday, right? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. do you remember those days when shops yes. didn't open on Sundays? And I can remember going out onto the projection box roof just to get a bit of fresh air and just looking up Gabriel's Hill, which is this hill in Maidstone, and... Uh, just you might see two people just wandering along all the shops shut on sundays it was yeah. brilliant yeah in in oxford yeah it was like if you went into the center of oxford on a sunday it was like going at midnight there was no one about nothing was open it was just you didn't do it did you, you sunday was especially as a kid sunday was playtime um but then as you got older, you suddenly realised how boring Sundays are. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, there's a whole a brilliant um, Hancock episode where they're stuck in on a Sunday and they're just willing the time to go away. And it's it's like, I remember those days yeah. where like your, your, your mum and dad would be just sat there bored. Well, those people I'd see yeah. from the roof, they're just looking in yeah. windows. They've just yeah. gone out and, and they can't go into any of these shops, nope. you know? It's, it's weird, isn't it? That it's not that long ago. No. But, but also, no, that yeah, yeah. yeah, that's weird as well. I mean, you know, when I was... It, we're talking about the early 80s there. You know, unless it was Christmas, cinemas didn't open until yeah. like 2 o'clock in the afternoon at the weekends. And I can remember I used to go in on the Sunday morning, make up the f- new film, because films used to start on a Sunday back then, make up the film, run it on, go home, have my Sunday lunch, go back to open for 2 o'clock, you know? Yeah. I, see, we, we had... Because we, I wasn't, I didn't work in one of the sort of the big national cinemas. Our, our thing was weird. So we changed films on a Thursday. So Thursday was like Thursday night, busy night because you're changing the hoardings, changing the posters, front of mm-hmm. house. Sundays, we played a different film. So it was like an older film. So whatever we'd have sent to us, you know, usually, weirdly, it was usually like the Blues Brothers or that sort of ilk of film. Mm. And we would show a different film on a Sunday, but only one show in. It was like, it, yeah. it was really weird. Yeah. You, you but those days are gone, now. aren't they? Yeah. Oh, we'll never go back gone. to that. There's no way we could ever go no. back to that now. No. No, I, I don't All right. think so. Um, but anyway, yeah, that preamble <laughs> aside, back in the good old yes. days. Um, yeah, I, this is this is great. Uh, I love the fact that they're in a the deserted place. I hadn't noticed before, and I noticed it on this time, um, that they've obviously found some ruined houses somewhere. You know, houses being knocked down, um, and it's it's great because I you go oh so these houses have been damaged really clever, but isn't it great to see Pertwee's doctor at a bus stop? Exactly what I was about to say. Uh, the idea of of the doctor waiting for a bus, you know, yes, because <laughs> of of all the of all the doctors, the one I would think would be least likely to get on the bus. Is Pertwee's, isn't it? I can imagine yep. Troughton on a bus, but Pertwee, yep. I, I, wish, I wish there was a story where he did travel on bus and he's just sat there amongst people with their shopping. <laughs> in his brilliant. velvet jacket, yes. Yeah, in his velvet yeah. jacket, yeah, it's great. Um, but no, the, yeah, it immediately sets up a mystery, doesn't it, that why is London uh, yes. deserted? Um, which I, I love this style of thing where we used to 
where the doctor didn't know what was going on. We didn't know what was going on. Um, no, I no like at this point, we don't know anything ones. at all. Yeah, yeah. No, we've, no, we've, we've got Phillips. Yeah. No, we've got this guy called Phillips who's a burglar in a Morris Marina. Yes. Um, oh, yeah, Morris Marina with the, uh, the uh, deluxe grill on the front. Yeah, yeah. Um, Great. But he runs away... Uh, we hear a yes. growl, we don't know what it is, and then we find him dead with his car all smashed. So what that, has killed Phillips, well, we wonder? Isn't it? For, for Doctor, uh, the, the difference between UK and US shows is the UK shows could never afford to have a damaged car. If no. you had a car on fire or a car crash, that was a big budget show. And this is shocking. And it, obviously what's happened is they found a car that's knackered, probably a scrappy, and they've picked something that one of the crew has got a car for that looks vaguely yeah. like it. But it's really shocking that Doctor Who, and he rounds the corner, and there's a, there's a crashed car. It's like, wow, this is going to be good. I mean, what more innocent times they were. Hmm, yeah. We cut to Unit. Unit are based in a school. Yay. Yep. Yeah, and the Brigadier is waiting for the Doctor. Because, of course, the Doctor and Sarah, they've gone off the, and had their adventure with the Time Warrior haven't they? Yes. And, uh, this follows yeah. on from the Time Warrior. Um, and that we, we find out they're having trouble with looters forming gangs and these. And he just says these. And we've got symbols on a map. We don't know yeah. what they are, but they're having trouble with these things. Yes. Yeah. We, uh, again, a really nice mystery. It's great to see Benton and the Brig again. And mm. like I, say, I think this is, this is the pinnacle uh, of the unit years. Um, it's really nice. Uh, to see them. But yeah, they're, they're worried that the, the these are turning up and causing yes. chaos. Um, and it's like, what are these? What, what are these? Because you immediately think monsters, don't you think? Oh, Daleks, Cybermen, something like that. Um, but uh, yeah, no. The only thing weird on this one I noticed is well, again, I don't know whether it's a budget thing. So you've got quite a few soldiers in this one. And one guy in, in this first scene, when he's... Um, in the school, he go, just goes past camera. He's wearing World War Two battle dress. Oh, I didn't notice. Which they they've got rid of by that point. And I, I think it is this a budget thing where like they just got uh, they asked for like we need six uniforms, but one of them was from Dad's army or something. Um, yeah, it's so weird. It's like there are a lot of soldiers in this. There are story, yes, more, more so than normal. Yeah. 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 Um, the Doctor and Sarah encounter two more looters, yes. one of which is Terry Walsh. Um, that's scared off by uh, ma- machine gun fire. And, uh, yeah, we get our first creature, this pterodactyl. Yes. Uh, and um, this sort of... This sets us up, doesn't it, as to what we might be coming to expect. Yes. Because, um, to, put, to put it nicely, it's awful. <laughs> I don't Just, mind yeah. it when it's, like, pecking at the window, but when uh, you it, see it flying... Emu. It's, it, it, that, yes, it does. Yeah. It predates emu. Yeah, it's like it look. It looks like a, a particularly mothy and old emu puppet. To see Pertwee wrestling with emu, <laughs> I don't think there's anything more nineteen seventies. Um, yeah, it's it's not convincing when it's flying because it's just a static model on a wire. Um, but of course, this is the classic. This is this is the cover. The Chris, the wonderful Chris Achilleos artwork on the target novelization mm. with the 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 wonderful um onomatopoeic screech of what it k- 
Kilak or something, isn't it, on the front? Yeah. And as kids, that was like, I remember reading, I think the first the first time I read it, I think, was in the school library, and it was there, a lovely hardback copy. And it was like that cover was, oh, my God, the Doctor battling dinosaurs. Um, but, yeah, it it's sort of um, not convincing. Yeah, but we're say. looking back on it now. I, I, I think yeah, when yeah, we no, watched it, it I mean, the, the the standard of that, you know, the gliding one on wires, yeah. it's it's comparable to what we were seeing in the cinema with, you know, the Doug McClure, yeah, you no. know, well, uh, yeah. Beneath the Earth things, like at yeah. the Earth's core and, you know, Warlords of the Deep and stuff like that. It's up there with that, isn't it? So I don't think we would have found that too jarring. No, no, I think, I mean, it's certainly, it's certainly on par with a lot of the effects we see in Doctor Who, so I don't think it would be a surprise. But, yeah, you're right. You watch... Um, uh, at the Earth's core now, and it's just it's the effects are laughable. Yeah, um, uh, I mean, I still like the uh, the very very special effect of Caroline Monroe. Caroline Monroe in that outfit, yeah. yeah. The uh, the rest the dinosaurs. I was going to say the rest of the dinosaurs. That's not very nice, is it? The dinosaurs <laughs> in that. We're trying to get an interview yeah. out of her, Ian, know, and now yeah. you're insulting her. Dear, I'll, dear. I'll apologise. I'll apologise yeah, if okay. manage that. I apologise for I calling you a dinosaur. dinosaur. Yeah. What do you mean you called me a dinosaur? Yeah, <laughs> that, that, cut, and that's the end of it. <laughs> Phone down, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, we've got Koza. Koza himself. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. He's or, arguing um, with the brig. Yeah, or Chang from Talented Chang. Wen Chiang. Or the Doctor from Porridge. That's true. Oh yes, yeah, he's, yeah. I remember him from that. Um, the the trouble with this is, and I wish they'd have gone the other way with this. He's such an obvious villain. Yeah, yeah, but you it's know. his face. Yeah, he's yeah, nev- yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. He, he's never going to be a good guy, no. is he? Well, he? Even in Porridge, I mean, yeah, he was he was yeah. more threatening than any of the prisoners, I, and he was I the s- doctor. I sort of wish because they, I do. Lo- I love his character in this, and I wish they'd have been. They wouldn't have needed the twist because we get too many of this. But when he when he's being nice to Sarah, everyone thinks he's a gay. And then he's nice to Sarah, and Sarah's yeah. like, "Oh, you're not as bad." Wouldn't it have been nice if he had actually turned out to be yes a good, sensible yes. soldier just doing his job? I would have loved that because yeah, I love those scenes where he's nice to her. Yeah, that would be really good yeah. because John Bennett's got the face of a villain. Yeah, exactly. Whereas you the, throw people off. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the minister. Yeah. I never, when I watch this, I ne- it because I, 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 I always forget the whole spaceship thing and everything. I always forget that he's a bad guy. Yeah. You know, um, and yeah, it would have been great if the if the guy that looks villainous is a good guy. Yeah. And the guy that's so. the amiable minister that the doctor is likes the and everything guy. is the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because we're used we're in Pertwee's stories, the the minister is always a bumbling idiot, not a villain. But they're a stumbling block in the story because of their stupidity. So we're not used. So we're immediately put off. And he's, he is nice and that. But yeah, I, I do wish that they'd have had one less. Because almost, almost everybody apart from our main cast is a villain. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's like oh, right, another one. Oh, and another one. But uh, yeah, he he comes in and he's off the bat. He's antagonistic towards. Uh, our guy is, isn't he? Well, he um, wants all the looters yeah. shot, doesn't yes. he? <laughs> shot on sight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
One of my favourite moments uh, in this story is next, which is when the Doctor and Sarah are arrested by Unit for being looters, and you have the mugshot scene. Oh, brilliant, yes. Yes. <laughs> I love it. What about one of both of us goes yeah. to the Doctor? <laughs> Pertwee is just... Pertwee is a... I, I don't know whether... I mean, I, I, Pertwee, I've always liked Pertwee as the Doctor, but he's so special in this, and I don't know whether it's because he knew this season this was his last season, so he was moving on to other stuff and I think it was probably quite a relief to him but he's playing this brilliantly I, I love that yeah he's not taking this seriously because he's thinking two steps ahead isn't it it's like if they take yeah. the photos the brig will see it yeah or I'm with you Nick yeah, it. yeah. Uh, and it, it, I love this sequence and then yeah when he says uh, what about one together <laughs> it's just it's magical <laughs> he's such a magical actor or was he's such like. a cheerful face on his yes. uh, mug shots yeah. isn't it it's great it's great um but yeah, he's he's got the idea that um, they're tied up in the bureaucracy. Just let it work for them. Yes, and it's, yes. it's perfect. It, yeah, it, it, it should have worked. Unfortunately, uh, um, they listened to that cockney chap. <laughs> yes, yes. Are you aware of the rumor that this scene where they have their mugshots done? That this yeah. rumor that that is actually the church hall set from Dad's Army. Ah, that's interesting. I've not heard that rumor. It, I didn't recognise it as such. No, it's not. But no. yeah, there, no, no. There's a fan theory that that's the oh, uh, no. Churchill from Dad's Army. No, it's not. No, no. I did. I mean, the, you can redress a set, so you'll never recognise it anyway. But nothing about it screamed out to me. And I'm, I'm pretty quick at spotting anything from Dad's. You Army. like your Dad's Army, yeah. don't you? I've seen them enough times. So we should do Dad's Army in character. Dad's Army in character. Oh, that would be brilliant. <laughs> that would be good. Um, where did we get to? Yes, yeah, so um, so they escape, don't they, the Doctor and uh, yes, uh, and Sarah, um, and we're heading into like the first uh, dinosaur proper reveal. Yes, this um, this T Rex yeah. crashing through the building for some reason. Yep. that was meant to be at the very end of episode one, but for some reason they've moved it forward a few minutes, and I really yeah, don't it, understand it, why. Perhaps, perhaps the idea was because I know when Barry Letts saw this for editing and that he he thought it would never work and he was like he was thinking about scrapping it, wasn't he? So I wonder if mm. they thought this having this as the episode ending is not strong enough. People would laugh or something. Um, mm. I don't think it's a bad. This first shot is not bad. The thing that annoys me the most throughout all these six episodes is um, the fact that a no one's actually firing their stems, the guns, mm. and they're just doing that moving it motion. It's like you're not convincing anyone. And B, they they just um, edit on a sound effect of a Bren gun. So like a sten yeah. is the most recognisable noise a gun can make. Oh, I just it, it's like I, I don't care that the dinosaur's saying roar because the dinosaur doesn't roar. It says roar. <laughs> it's so weird. It's like they've gone to the sound effects guy and goes what, what do you want me to make the noise oh just roar okay roar, roar. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear do you know who's operating this well it's not a puppet is it it's been operated from no, no. from little rods that are under its feet and you know it's yep. moved along little slots that have been cut in the uh, in the diorama base do you know who's actually operating this i don't know it's derek meddings no yes now, did he have anything to do with making the the houses? Now, because the, the 
the houses are great. No, no, he had nothing to do with nothing that. Apparently, he was in between jobs. Right. And it says he offered to help out, but I'm thinking what you said then. Barry Letts knew that they were in trouble. So yep. maybe to try and, you know, take the curse off of it a bit, get Derek Meddings in. He knows his stuff. Maybe he can make it yep. a bit better. Didn't work, did it? No. Can you... I wonder if... I wonder if the idea as well was... Um, oh, get get your mate Derek Meddings in. Because then we can say special effects by Derek Meddings. But what an episode to do that on. Derek Meddings, you know, the genius yeah. Derek yeah. Meddings, <laughs> is, is operating this bit of rubber. I, oh, it, dear. If I was BBC Video, I would plaster that all over the DVD with, with amazing special effects by the legendary world-leading artist Derek Meddings. And you go, oh, watch this, and you sit and watch it. Maybe he um, said, I'll help you out, but I yeah. definitely 100% want to be uncredited because yes. he had yeah, already not, seen the puppet. You're not putting my name on this. Yeah, it could be. No. So so it's odd. We have that scene, so we know there's a T... Well, I don't know if the little me thought that that was a T-Rex. It looks so unlike any T-Rex I'd ever seen. Even in King Kong, you know, uh, the original King Kong, you know, uh, that's a T-Rex. The the, the nearest I can get to this, to to, to describing this T-Rex, is it's the Chewitz monster. Yeah, I... From the adverts that, that were out at that time. It's definitely got a touch of the Chewitz monster about it. It's not... Thing, I suppose we have to we have to put a caveat on this, don't we? That um, We don't really know what the T-Rex would have looked like. This is true. This yeah, is we've true. Only got Everything's the guesswork. Yeah. guesswork. It too. might well have looked like that. This could be a spot-on... You know, it, in 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 a uh, hundred years, when uh, when they finally do clone the dinosaurs, and it turns out they breed a T Rex, and it looks like this, they might go back and watch Jurassic Park and go, "Ah, oh, look at those shoddy. Where's its well, Where's its bog eyes and foam rubber body?" <laughs> my suggestion was, you know, I've, I've seen on YouTube where people have taken out all these, you know, puppets and put in Walking with Dinosaurs dinosaurs yes i've seen a few like that yeah which no, I, I don't like but what about if you were to get jurassic park and take all the cgi dinosaurs out and put these in oh, so you have this this t-rex yeah. in the rain <laughs> well I, I they was, would be that girl would be screaming for a completely different reason wouldn't she that would be brilliant someone please do that um because i was thinking while watching this because if you if you go off the fact that it's these dinosaurs are the dinosaurs in it. There's no real thing. So, like, there's a couple of scenes where the T-Rex is loose and Sarah or Pertwee are stood in front of it and you're going, where's the danger? But imagine, just in your mind, change that for the T-Rex from Jurassic Park running about, killing... Suddenly you've got got jeopardy and danger. Mm. Um, So, yeah, I... I wish I wish they'd have been a bit more mobile, but I don't know what else they could do because you you either go down the route of like in the Silurians where you got a guy in a suit, which I suppose the Godzilla fan in me would like, but can mm. you imagine if if they could? I mean, this is madness. If they could have got dear old Ray and had the time to do it, and we had like uh, Grangy dinosaurs, yeah, this, oh, it would have been amazing. Because I don't, I've seen, the ones you, yeah, I've seen the ones you said where they put CGI on. It doesn't work because it's too jarring. 
but I think but it, stop motion. Yeah, but might work. Yeah, but if you're going to stop motion a T Rex, this T Rex that ends episode one yep. and starts episode two, it just stands there and does nothing. Nothing whatsoever. And, yeah. and when they're shooting at it, it kind of like backs away around the corner of a building. Oh, it's shocking when it backs. I I just want someone to dub on you know the old uh, this vehicle is reversing beep beep. Because um, it, it, it moonwalks off, don't it? <laughs> That's exactly it's, what yeah, it is. It's amazing. Um, do you think... Because doesn't dinosaur mean terrible lizard? It does. Yeah. Do you think that someone said, we want some dinosaurs, and he go, the special effects guy goes, I don't know what that is. I'll look, I'll look up what dinosaur means. Terrible <laughs> lizard. I can make a terrible lizard. I'll make a lizard. terrible one. <laughs> yeah. It is odd, this T-Rex. I think, I think what you say about the eyes, the problem with the eyes is... They're all black with a yellow yeah. iris and then a black pupil. It, it's, it's very weird, weird isn't it? Isn't it? I, yeah. I sent, just before we started recording, um, after after we watched this, uh, Anne, Anne loved it. She was taking the piss out of it completely. Her jaw um, was on the floor, was it? It was, yeah. It was like, really? <laughs> this, this is what they're going with? So she was at Tesco's and she saw a T-Rex pencil case and she bought it for me and it's the dead spit of this t- <laughs> this one it's got the same horribly painted eyes the same weird chew its nose oh, it's dodgy isn't it? dodgy indeed mm. yes uh the doctor and sarah meet a bloke from the 12th century yes. who just pops up i'd forgotten that completely you know when he pops but up so, ooh, i'd forgotten that why? Why is he there? I mean, we find out later why these dinosaurs are appearing. Why? Why do they suddenly just pick a bloke I, from the 12th century and pop him down? I think neither was bored. Do you think? I think yeah, I think he was bored. Because what? What I love about this, when we, we, we're jumping ahead a bit, but when we finally get to meet the villains, and it's uh, Martin Jarvis and neither, um, neither, and they act like they're a married couple. Yes. So I just imagine. Um, them getting annoyed and uh, Nida going, I'm going to bring back uh, the, the guy from the Middle Ages. And, he, and Martin Javis going, don't do that. Do not do that. <laughs> and he does it. Just yeah, to it makes, show him. It makes no sense, does it? Because we see later on when they, when they use this time scoop, they look on their telly screen and they can see the, the creature <laughs> so they're bringing funny. back. At what point were they looking going, that looks like a man in a, in a potato sack. That do <laughs> I don't understand how they they can look back in past. That, no, that means there's I, a camera in the past, well, I, I, beaming live back to the 20th century. I just, I just, I know that this whole um, this whole thing is because they they want a golden age. They want to save the planet. Um, but I, Whitaker doesn't. He's not played like that. He's not played as sort of either a hippie or a uh, you know someone that's that's got the best intentions i imagine if he invented a time television like this he would just flog it yeah make a bit of money out of it because he's, he's made some of this amazing thing where yeah you can you can view the past on a tv screen yeah what is that all about like the, and that and that pterodactyl like the there watching. The chase yeah oh yeah, yeah that pterodactyl oh, oh dear oh dear oh. yeah um mm. what something else that that is a dinosaur from another age that gave me a little smile is uh, where they're filming this because it's obviously just they've got a couple of streets on an industrial estate lovely gasometer in the background yeah when well, no, it's around the gas works in yeah. Southall yeah because we, we, we like in episode 5 we get the um, the Blake 7 
bit, don't we? Where they we do. filming in the gas. Where, where Vinny, where Vinny, Vinny yeah. uh, shot Terrence's brother. Yes, but, yes. But you just don't get gasometers anymore, do you? No, well, they've been taking them down. There's, yeah. There was one in our town up until about 10 years ago, and they, they cut it all up and, and demolished it. Yes, wow. and it's all gone. You can still smell gas there. That shows you how, yeah. how, how, wow. how it permeates everything. Yeah, it's it, gone, but you we, can still smell the gas. Yeah, we had one at the bottom of our road, and depending on how full it was, obviously, I don't know. What, I mean, like younger people listening to this, like any younger person's listening to us. <laughs> but if they are... You probably don't know. So they would store the gas in it, and it would go up and down. It would yes. Get bigger or if smaller. it was full, it would be yeah. tall. If it was empty, yeah. it would be a ground level. And if it if it went, if it was full, like on a, a for some reason on a Sunday, I presume like for Sunday lunch and things like that, it would always be slightly taller. Um, we would lose ITV. Oh really? Because Did it, it would block, block the, the signal. signal. Yeah. It blocked oh, no. the signal for ITV. Fine for BBC One, BBC Two, but yeah, ITV. It would just it would just go into static and we get uh, gasometers up. That's a we- again going back to our childhood. That's a weird time where you know weather conditions affected your TV reception. Yep. Oh, uh, a van oh. going past outside would <laughs> knock it off. I I can remember when we when we got our first video recorder and I I would tape like all my favourite stuff, and if you were taping it for posterity, you'd dread the fact that perhaps a van would go past or. Worst thing ever, some some twat down the road with a uh, a CB radio goes past, yes. and it would just Breaking everything up. break the signal up. Yeah, kids yeah. today they don't know they're born, do they? Indeed, with their digital streaming, <laughs> <laughs> all their perfect HD. Yes, <laughs> good grief goes the doctor, and we next get yes. a very chubby Stegosaurus. Yeah, I like a just like model. He's all right, he's all right as long as he yeah. doesn't move. Um, yeah, strange he's color, a bit too green. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. Yes, very, yeah. very much too green. I, um, I, I, as I sent you photos of I, after watching this, I thought I'm going to make my Tamiya dinosaur kits that have been on the shelf forever, and I did them bright green <laughs> just, just for yeah. this. So, uh, <laughs> yes, uh, we get Mike Yates next. Um, yep. Smarmy Mike Yates uh, oh, with yes. Sarah. We're starting to lay this, the, uh, the the setup, aren't we? He gets all wistful yes, about seeing a fox in Piccadilly. In, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tr- Do you think you would have tweaked? Um, yeah. I don't know because he, he he's so wet anyway. I can imagine Mike Yeh saying that, even if he wasn't brainwashed. I think he might he might say about oh, I've seen a fox. He might say stuff like that because he is so wet. Mm. Um, do you? This this is low low ball in it. I think. Do you think this is his best performance? Well, he gets more to do, doesn't mm, he? The, yeah. to, to his character. I um, didn't. I didn't find him quite as objectionable in this. No. I don't know no. why. It, it it might be that. It might be that. This this is his swan song. Apart from you know coming yes, back yeah. in dimension in time, that's the only oh, other time we see him. Oh, he comes back in spiders. Yeah, he comes Does back he? and plant the spiders, but at the beginning... Oh, is that yeah, when he's, he's undercover and in a turtleneck? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he went... He, after being drummed out of the military in this, he uh, he goes to that Buddhist retreat uh, where, unluckily, someone uh, contacts spiders from another planet. I mean, what are the chances? I hate um, that when that happens, don't you? Yeah, uh, all the time. All the time. Um, but, yeah, I, I didn't find him as objectionable in this. Um, 
I didn't really. I'm normally I just want to punch him in the face. Um, Maybe but, it's yeah. because of the dinosaurs. Could you know, be. Your Could tolerance be. factor has been reduced right down, or right up. No, right down. So yeah. you know. Um, so therefore, yeah, you accept him more. You're accepting these puppet dinosaurs. Therefore, you can accept. Yes. Yeah. I've let. I've yeah. lowered the bar. And he's made, there you go. Yeah, he's taken yeah. advantage of that. Um, yeah, he, he appears, and it's it's not kept as a mystery for long, is it? It's like no. literally two scenes later, he's reporting to uh, Whitaker, um, and I thought, I wonder, I wonder why they didn't keep the mystery going. Yeah, you know, bit bit more sort of. Who yeah, you're it? right. Who's because you you could set up like. Is it Benton? Is it the brig? Is it, you know? But yeah, no, a bit of paranoia go, going on. Yeah, a bit of paranoia. Get get a bit. Of yeah, yeah. Martin Jarvis. He suddenly goes. Our friend from Unit is here. Yeah. And then in comes Mike Yates. Yeah. And everyone goes, oh, idiot. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know what he's getting out of it. Old uh, Mike Yates out of this deal. Um, well, he wants to see foxes in Piccadilly. Well, could be. I think he's used to seeing other foxes in Piccadilly. Yeah. I, I, I imagine he's more hanging around Hampstead Heath, but, you know. <laughs> or Wimbledon Common. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, this this stun gun the Doctor has made. Yes. Right? It, it's rather nice, it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's it, nice it, prop, yeah. That's because it wasn't made by the BBC. Uh, was it made for something else, or? It was made for a film called Madam Sin. Oh. Right. And it went on to be used by Sandra Dickinson... In right. the Tomorrow People in 1975. Oh, wow. it, it it does look too nice, doesn't it? Well, I mean, which is an awful thing to say about Doctor Who, but um, yeah, it's a nice design. Yeah. Um, weirdly, though, the Doctor knocks this up pretty quickly, to be fair. But then immediately, Whitaker can knock up a disabling device. Yeah, yeah, which it's yeah, a bit, a bit handy. It looks like a little round fridge magnet. It does, yes. And that's what Mike Yates has got to uh, um, use yeah, to nobble he, it. He not, he sticks it on, and the doctor doesn't notice this whacking great fridge magnet on the front of it. Yes. Um, but the idea is, yeah. yeah, the the idea behind this is that uh, the doctor wants to be able to track where the time signals are coming from. So he thinks that if he if he uh, knocks out a dinosaur, what this is a weird plot, isn't it? If he knocks out a dinosaur, and he puts his monitoring stuff around it, when it eventually will disappear back in time, he will be able to trace it and give him a, a good idea where this is coming from. And this is the whole point mm-hmm. of why he wants to knock out a dinosaur. Um, seems a bit of a complicated. I think it even um, doesn't the brigadier at one point say this is far too complicated. Um, yeah, 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 it's a complicated plan. Well, he doesn't have to wait too long, does he? Because we've got a Patasaurus yeah. has been spotted. Apparently, John yeah. Levine, 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 John Levine, Benton, Levine. Benton, yeah, yeah, he Levine, are, yeah. yeah, Benton. Yeah, asked John Pertwee not to be looking at him when he says "large, placid, and stupid." Yeah, <laughs> which I thought was quite funny. Yeah, oh, bless. I love Benton yeah. in this. He's brilliant. It's a very good Benton story. This, yes, really I like is. the way that he doesn't—he he doesn't believe that the Doctor can be a villain. You know, he, he no, no, out he totally and out has total doctor, trust in yeah. the Doctor. I, I'm because we're used to—we're um, jumping ahead a bit, aren't we? But we're used to 
TV shows, which really annoy me, which is where, despite the fact that people have been together for, you know, hundreds of, of episodes, saving each other's lives, you'll get that storyline where they have to think... One, they did it with Captain Scarlet, didn't they? Where they have to think yes. that one of them is betrayed them. And everyone goes along with it. Oh, my God, have they done it? And this is so refreshing that it's like, bollocks, no, they haven't. You're obviously yeah. the villain for suggesting that. That's great. I love that. They, yeah. th- they, these yeah. people trust each other. Hmm. What do you think of like Patasaurus? Well, that... Oh, yeah. sorry. I was just going to say, I also like that that Benton immediately knows there's something wrong with Mike Yates. And I was thinking, how does he know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he's not uh, acting normally. Well, yes. no, he's acting. That's what he's acting. That's that's, yeah, normal. that's what's different. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of this Apatosaurus puppet? Um, obviously, this this is um, one of the most famous ones, isn't it? Because it, it was one of the few surviving ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm never quite sure because Brontosaurus isn't a thing, is it? Or is it a thing again now? No, I don't think it is. It's, yeah. We don't have a Brontosaurus anymore. It's like Pluto, isn't it? It keeps because the the Brontosaurus was actually I think it might have been the Apatosaurus, and they thought it was a different species, but it was because they were mixing bones from something yes, else. That's into right. It. Yeah. But like as kids, Brontosaurus. That we all knew that, didn't we? Um, but yeah, I quite like this. This was this was sort of one of the more famous ones because this did survive um, this particular puppet, didn't it? I don't know whether it still was survived, but I got a feeling it was in uh, it was at Longley or um, I think so. One of the exhibitions. Yeah, I remember seeing it uh, because these were made out of um, sorbo rubber. <laughs> Yes. Which I don't even know if that's a thing anymore. It's what sofas used to be made out that's of. That's right, really yeah. Really weird stuff. Horribly flammable. If Yeah, if you if you got a spark near it, then it just went woof and gone. Um, but, the, yeah, so this was a, this was one of the more famous ones. I, I quite like the colouring of it, but the face is weird again. Hmm. It, it, it's, it's very strange. Did they have no reference material? Do we know who made the dinosaurs? Well, Yes, I've got that in behind the yep. scenes. Okay. Um, but I, I, I remember, and I think I've still got one somewhere. I remember my dinosaur books from the 1970s, yep. and they were just outrageously inaccurate. And yes, if you're yeah. basing your sculptures on one of these, you know, cheap books from Woolworths, that is not going to look good, is it? True, true. I suppose it's, um, it's no more, well, it's probably more accurate than the one in uh, King Kong. Because um, mm. the one in King Kong uh, uh, is eating meat, isn't it? It's eating, yes, it's eating yeah. uh, seamen. <laughs> it chases yeah. sailors, yes. yeah. It does, yeah. Um, Much like Mike yeah. Yates. Um, <laughs> on Hampstead Heath. On yeah. Hampstead Heath. Uh, but yeah, I quite I quite <laughs> like this. It's, it's slightly less garish in its paint scheme. Um, but again, it can't move, can it? It can't do it's, much. Yeah. No. Um, Mike Yates nobbles the gun. Um, does, yeah. But but the Apatosaurus vanishes, but then the T-Rex comes back, the Chewit monster comes yeah. back. And that's the end of episode two into episode three. And it just stands there, you know. And this yeah, is, I mean, if they anything. had got, no, if they had got Ray Harryhausen in, you're just going to stop motion a T-Rex that stands there while people shoot at it. it. I suppose if we, if if this story did, 
feature the Jurassic Park style dinosaurs, uh, it wouldn't last very long because everyone would be dead, wouldn't they? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah you can you can avoid these dinosaurs just by looking at them. Um, the other thing I really don't like, and we again we haven't mentioned this before, video effects on film. Oh my God, this is wobbling all over the place. Yes. Yes. It's, yeah. it's, it's really um, very 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 poor. No. sort of joining of the two types of film I, I don't mind the T-Rex when he is chained up and tied down in that warehouse yeah. you know oh, okay. we've got to mention yeah just before that the reason he's chained up and tied down is because uh, the doctor the, the doctor um, tries the gun on it and it doesn't work so he gets knocked back and then Yates does a bit of heroism even though he caused this so he puts the mm. disc on and he manages to knock out the T-Rex and it falls over in slow motion doesn't it even though it's meant to be real time <laughs> because obviously the, the wires going up to Derek Medden's underneath holding them they don't bend properly so it, they're like no. tilting the wires and it can only go to 45 degrees it's, it's hilarious I, I was laughing out loud at that oh dear um, yeah. All right, so yeah, there, there he is. He's strapped down. Uh, we've got some CSO yes. to combine, you know, the live action with him there. Um, See, this, uh, this Sarah is not no- too bad. Yeah, this, this, him, him tied up and not really moving. He's not too bad looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until he starts waking up, but at the moment he's yep. all right. Sarah knows about this guy called Whitaker who, who um, yep. was trying on time travelling, who vanished um, six months ago when the, uh, he couldn't get his funding for his experiments. The minister, who we have no reason to think is a, is a bad guy, says, oh, no, don't... He dismisses him. He's just a crank. And, yeah, yeah we have that really nice scene with General Finch and Sarah about the pass, getting a pass. Yeah, um, and it's really, nice. really well-played. You've got two great actors and it's like oh, I, I, I quite like Finch it would have been nice if Finch had been genuine and came back as a recurring uh, you know person uh, the, the army liaison for the brig to spar with that would have been great yeah. although we haven't got yeah. that much brig left have we in Doctor Who at this point no. but yeah no. I like no. um, oh, what? I can never remember the actor's name what uh, General Finch, Finch. Yeah, what's his name? Oh, it, it's Gordon's brother, John Bennett. John Bennett, that's it. Yeah, Gordon's yeah. brother. Um, yeah. He's he's great. He's such a good actor. Yes. And, yes. and when he's not being obviously evil, um, yeah, I like his character. I really do like his yeah. character. It's a shame, isn't it? Yeah. All right, so Sarah, Sarah's got this camera. Uh, she goes in to see the T-Rex. She uh, yeah. Her flashing at it wakes the t-rex up it's king kong um yeah yeah rubbish shots of it at the window she's in the <laughs> office it's outside the window we've got two different yeah. puppets now haven't we of the t-rex they yes. keep changing yeah. from 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 one to the other just smashes out of the wall of this warehouse um and we find out that sarah was locked in this is all mike yates is doing isn't it it's yes he he locks sarah in the office Cuts the chains of the dinosaur and yep. nobbles the doctor's machine now. Yeah, he's um, he's gone well past uh, being sympathetic at this point, isn't it? He, he's sort of saying, I'm not going to do anything that's going to 
put anyone in danger. I was like, yes, you are. Yeah, I, I've lost all sympathy for Michael Yates at this point. Yeah. I've got total respect. I've, I've, I've written here with four exclamation marks after it. Benton's side is. My God, his sideburns oh, are magnificent. They're wonderful, aren't they? Yeah. That, they're worthy of Harry H. Corbett in Steptoe and Son, yep. they are. I miss, Good Lord. I miss huge sideys. Don't you? They I should used, come yeah, back. I think they should the, make a comeback. That's the one bit of hair I can still grow, is yeah. my sideys. I, I used to have big old sideys. Before I had the beard, I had big old sideys. And a 70s pawn tash. Did um, you ever fancy like sculpting them into points like Captain Kirk? I did. I did when when I sort of was I must have been about eighteen, nineteen, and Kirk was my idol, so I combed my hair like Kirk. Um and I used to shave into Starfleet pointed sides. Are there photos? That's how sad I was. There probably are, yes, there probably are. Kicking oh, we about. need to see them on Facebook. Yeah, I um I got. I, I've actually. Yeah, I have got a photo somewhere of me. I see if I can find it. Me with massive sides. Um, yeah, I wonder what Mungo it is. Jerry. Oh, be on Facebook size. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah, big. Not. Um, I never went the full handlebar. Mungo Jerry. You know, where it joins up to the front. But but yeah, I do miss that. I love that about the seventies when both men's fashion and men's grooming, you could do something a bit different. Yeah. Now it's just number two razor and it's boring uh, now, t-shirt it? and tracky bottoms. Yeah, it's boring. Yeah. yeah. I think men yeah. should dandify them up themselves up again. Where's shall we the start the shirts and the velvet? Shall yeah. we start yeah, let's start that movement. Yes. Let's start travelling around I think on should... buses in, in ruffled yep. shirts and velvet jackets. That yeah, I think so. How long till we're uh, locked away? <laughs> or beaten up. <laughs> I think it will be the uh, the, the second one there. Um, yeah. I think it's very sweet that Sarah goes to see the minister to see if... Are there any underground shelters with nuclear generators? Yeah, I love the fact they, they just assume that nuclear generators are a thing. Like, yeah. I, also, what what's great about this, because it's rapidly dropped, is I think this is one of the few stories where Sarah actually acts as a reporter. Yes, she, she mentions does all it. I am a journalist, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I like it. She's she's great. This is a, again a very very strong Sarah episode as well. She gets to do a lot. Yeah. She works it all out by doing her job. Um, yeah, she, she's she's great in this, Sarah. I think it's just a carry on from the last story because that was her first story, wasn't it? Where, yes. Where she's yeah, she's still as a journalist. She's still got a bit of character. Yes. Um, yeah, she hasn't quite become just the doctor's friend. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But. Um, yeah. Do you do you think she works better with Pertwee or Baker? Oh, that's a difficult one. Mm. I think Baker. They that they, they are really fond of each other. Them two, aren't they? Yeah. I think with Baker, they're definite. They're almost equal friends. With Pertwee, yeah. there's definitely a a paternal element to it. Um, yes. Yeah. I, yeah. It's a difficult. I I don't know. I don't know. Perhaps we have a poll. It, let us know uh, on the Facebook page. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Is it? I are, are you Team Pertwee, Sarah, or Team Baker, Sarah? Mm, yes. Interesting. Mm. Okay. No, I what I like that happens next is you know she goes to see the minister. They go into this record room that Sarah doesn't know yep. is a lift. 
the, these silly lifts that they've got hidden um, is a lift yeah. going down to the underground shelter. And, you know, there's no shock reveal that the minister is a bad guy. There's no, that, it's no, just no. so matter of fact that he just pulls a gun out. And it's like, <gasps> it's yeah. not a, oh, it was you all along or anything Tru- like that. It's just yeah. like, but the yeah. Tru- yeah, the trouble with this is it's, it's beat for beat the same as in two episodes when she gets in the lift with General Finch. Yes. It's exactly the same, isn't it? And it's... Yeah. I, I wonder... Is this the start of the padding built, yeah. starting? I think so. Yeah, the, the let's keep repeating stuff. Who um, who built these lifts? So when they, yeah. were, they were going, okay, we need, a, we need an underground bunker for the government. Okay, how will they get into it? Well, they've got to go into the minister's closet. It just and seems weird. And a broom cupboard on the bother. underground. Yeah. Yes. But what, why are we disguising it as a broom cupboard? Well, why not? Mm. Yeah, I don't yeah. get it. I, it's even, it makes even less sense when, again, getting slightly ahead of ourselves, when it disappears and it becomes just a broom closet. Where's I the don't lift understand gone? how what? that works. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So she's locked in this room with flashing blue lights. Um, yep. That jacket she's wearing, the black leather jacket with the large lapels, yep. at that time... I had a jacket exactly the same as that. Really? I'll, I'll just point was it out. Was because Sarah yes. wore one? I don't know if that was the case. I, I wasn't <laughs> buying my own clothes then. That was my mum. I don't know. That's um, true, yeah. So she, she, she wakes up and she meets this guy called Mark who ha, ha, has yes. you know, committed the most atrocious crime known to man, which is double denim. Double denim. Oh. You know this... It, um, it, you know that this future world is is just not going to work in it when you see him you go oh, you can't double denim mate you're not you're not going to be guiding any planet um, but yeah this is a this is a twist that you really don't see coming isn't it no that she and wakes I, up I and never they're, remember they're, it every time yeah. I watch it no yeah it catches you out every time because you're going oh and then this happens and oh yeah I mean it's barking mad but also I think really clever um, I'd wish well, they'd have gone more with Sarah not knowing. Yes. You know what I mean? Because she immediately goes, oh, I got a cut on my head from earlier. I know this isn't a spaceship. I wish they'd have done a bit more of... She's not sure. So she's... Hes- you know, when she's doing the opening the airlock, she thinks she might die. Yeah, she's immediately... Nah, this is bollocks. Yeah, but that makes Again, who double denim... This? Yeah, but the, again, yeah, right. So, so all you know now is the shock that you, we've been in space for three months, right? Yeah. Number one, that shows them to be really bloody stupid. They haven't noticed this cut on her head, and it's like we're just about to tell her she's been in space for three months. She, she's going to twig something before they put her in there, right? But also, yep. you're watching it, and it's like they've made this up on the spot because you don't know at this point you don't know the rest of the story and all these people on no. the thing actually do believe they've been in space for three months so yeah you're the, thinking, this is the they've concocted the this Definitely. quick this is a bit elaborate isn't it yep. well I don't know what um, I don't know what the uh, minister's plan is here because why put Sarah on there you're risking the entire plan being yes. scuppered as it is why put just, just shoot her. in a bloom clothes yeah shoot her well i suppose they're not 
out and out villains as such, although they are because they're going to well, kill. Well, Finch wants all people. looters shot, didn't yeah. he? That's true. Yeah, but they were common oiks. Um, mm. They had they had Cockney accents. Uh, yeah, either shoot her or just lock her away somewhere. Why risk everything? What were they hoping yeah. for? Well, yeah, she would just go along with it. Yeah, even if she had gone, okay, well, I, you know, I, I'm on a spaceship now and we're heading for Earth. What, what was the hope there? Did, um, did the minister sort of fancy her or something? They thought, oh, you know, we'll have her on the new Earth, but breeding stock. I don't get the plan. I mean, it, make, it makes no. a nice little twist because we're shocked as well. It's like, oh, bloody hell. Did well, you, initially um, we're the shocked. first time you saw this, I was going to say, the fir- first time you saw this, did you immediately twig that it's it's not true? Because well, Doctor Who's done weirder stuff, hasn't it? Yeah, I don't remember when I watched it first time, but, you know, I always forget about the spaceship thing, but yeah. what, what what gives it away that it's this can't be real is we keep cutting back cutting to back, the yeah. rest of the story, you know, but this is meant to be three months later, so that kind of gives it away. We keep cutting back to the Who-Mobile. This is the first yep. uh, shot of the Who-Mobile oh, yes. we get, yeah, don't we? What's your uh, views on the Who-Mobile? Oh, I don't like it at all. No. I see it as an indulgence, you know. John Pertwee's on yep. his way out. He he already owned it, didn't he? This yes, wasn't yeah. built he, for well, it. Well, he, commis- he commissioned to have it made, didn't he? So he commissioned that um, the guy that made kit cars to do this. And I think I think they ended up making about five or something, and it, the, the other guy sold them off. But yeah, he commissioned it and then turned up one day saying this should be the, uh, the Doctor's car, with the view that the BBC would then rent it off it. Mm. Uh, at a highway, it's it's Roddenberry, Gene Roddenberry, and the yes. Idic medallion yes, all over, all again. over again. <laughs> yeah, and I think it it was definitely, uh, um, yeah, it was an indulgence. It was a step too far. Yeah, because in the script and the novelisation, he's just on a motorbike, isn't yeah. he? Going Which around meant, with his detector. That would have wouldn't that have been great? Pertwee on a motorbike. Yeah, he'd loved it. But yeah, I I'm not a great fan of this. It looks silly. It, it it it's it's comedy sci-fi, isn't it? Again, it's yes. um, it just. I mean, when did the Doctor build it? Yeah. Um, I love the fact that they try and make out it's a hovercraft, but then keep doing curbside shots of its wheels. <laughs> <laughs> God, no, I, I I it's gimmicky. I can remember it. Um, I can remember it from the first time round. As a as a young kid, I wanted one. I was like, "Oh my god, that's the coolest thing ever!" When I grow up, I want to drive one of them. <laughs> that's what my thoughts when I was a kid watching it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but then you grew up. Then I grew up. Yes. Uh, yeah. And now I look at it and go, "How would you park it? It wouldn't fit into Sainsbury's car park. It's no good. Nope. Where are you going to put nope. the shop in?" <laughs> See, that's the grown-up you. Yeah. The little you wouldn't have thought any of that. No. No. So he's using his detector. He goes down yes. into the underground and he sees Butler, the Martin J- Jarvis character, going into this lift in the broom cupboard. Yep. I like the way they achieve this lift effect. It's just somebody operating those slats. Yeah. The lights are yep. all, always on, but they just move the slats yeah. to make it look well, like it's going up and down. It, it, it works, but the trouble is, when Martin Jarvis goes in there, you can see is the shadow of his arm going to move it. <laughs> but, uh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I, I assume then everybody, Whitaker, the minister, everybody who isn't in the minister's office have to go into this broom cupboard yeah. when they want to go down there. 
yeah it's it's not very practical is it um and what was the again what was the idea of this originally because it's it's a, a secondary exit or entrance into this government bunker when the you know the, the four minute warning went off <laughs> would, were they going to fight their way through the train station one go, person at a time in, can yeah, get in that room cupboard it's like, come oh, on dear. come on the, the, oh, we've yeah. only got a minute left it makes no sense also the i was saying about the spaceship thing who built that who built the fake spaceship down in the the bunker mm. what was that already there did did the government want something to play in this is all very silly, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of the pterodactyl this time? Uh, now uh, attacking he worked, in London. He works better in this because it's nicely uh, in the dark. Um, it's got a very set. odd cry, yeah. hasn't it? That's a really strange yes. cry it has. It's almost like a human scream. It is very, very... Uh, the, all the roars and the noises the dinosaur makes are weird. As if, like, say they've just gone to someone that doesn't normally do this sort of thing and said, make, make some dinosaur noises. Hmm. Maybe. All right, so episode four ends with Whitaker setting a trap for the Doctor. So when the Doctor yep. arrives at the warehouse, uh, Stegosaurus arrives, and that's when Finch arrives and blames him and has him put under arrest. Yeah, because cause we've got six episodes to fill. They have to go down the uh, frame in the Doctor route. Um, uh, it's quite cleverly done, but it's, it's also um, <coughs> not really convincing. And it's again a bit of filler because they don't really do anything with it. No. Um, this this is where we should have had the end of episode. It should have been a bit like in the war games where Finch organizes a firing squad and he's going, "I'm going to execute him." He's the thing. You know what I mean? You could have gone up to that episode, but it's just like the brigadier says, uh, "He's my prisoner," sort of thing. So, like, oh, we'll, we'll lock him away somewhere. Yes. Yeah. What I I think is brilliant, we've we, we've mentioned it earlier. That the Doctor is arrested. He figures out it was Mike Yates. Yes. And Benton doesn't believe that the Doctor could be behind this. No, and this, I love yeah. the fact that he asks for that Vulcan nerve pinch. Yes. To knock is, him out. This is great. And you this this is if you don't like Benton, this will cement that you love him. It's yeah, it's great. He immediately as soon as the the Briggs and Finch are gone. It's like, what's going on, Doctor? You, you better, you better knock me out. Yeah. Um, and and I know uh, John Levine is very self-depreciative about his acting capabilities, but he's great in this. Yeah. But he really sells that that Vulcan nerve pinch on the back of the neck. I love the way when he falls over. You don't see him land on the ground, but when you, when the camera pans down to him, he's got his face on his arm, so he yeah. he landed on his arm, so he wouldn't go face down onto the concrete. I don't blame him. No, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. So the yeah the doctor then spends a whole episode. Oh my god! Chasing round, like you say, Wimbledon Common, uh, chase, getting chased by the regular army. Um, it's interminable. It, I always forget how long-winded this chase is it's a bit like it, the one in planet of the spiders isn't it you forget that it's a, almost a whole episode yeah. 
it starts all right because you're around the gas yeah. works and you've as i say the thing from blake seven you know and it was in you know yeah. you, you know the professionals the new avengers you know this this old warehouse with no roof on it you know that's all right but when they go off to wimbledon common and he's going up and down the roads and you've got stock footage of the helicopter chasing him and then he gets out and he oh dear it just goes on and on and on yes it 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 uh, rapidly outstays its welcome. Yes. Um, and again, I, I think it definitely was just a way of filling an episode, wasn't it, I think? Hmm. Yeah, so the next bit is uh, Sarah getting nabbed by Finch. Yeah, because she spills the beans without really knowing anything yes. about Finch. We um, uh, we should know that, that Finch is uh, is up to no good because he's a... He's a British general, but he's carrying a Walther PPK, a German and oh, Nazi I noticed pistol. That. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, um, see, you like, are the weapons dodgy, guy of this uh, of this podcast. Yeah, she takes him to the minister's office, takes yep. him into the little lift, and finds out at gunpoint um, that Finch is one of the bad guys as well. And that's when we find out that the people on this spaceship will arrive on Earth when the time when time is turned back. Yes. So earlier we found out that there's 200 people on seven spaceships, yeah, all asleep, waiting for the time when they arrive on this new planet. Right? How, how are they keeping them asleep? Are there 200? Well, I th- yeah, I suppose that's another question. Yeah, uh, are there other ships? I mean, for, to make a viable population, I suppose. I mean, even 200 is not enough. But they're only going back to like. Uh, well, they're not going back to prehistoric times, are they? I think because they, they said they're going back and guide humanity. So, I oh, don't know. They're going what, back to yeah. somewhere in human history. Yes, yeah. So I think back. the the idea is they go back to say I don't know the Dark Ages or something, and, and make it um, golden. Yeah, and make it golden. But are they not? Are they not going to be surprised when they start looking around and going, you know, this looks very much like the Earth or? I, I, their plan that really it, it, I had so many vibes from Douglas Adams you know the Golga Fringe and Biark mm. I could imagine because these people are useless aren't they we see um, we see Rene's wife you yeah. stupid woman um, oh, and, and from she, the Celestial yeah. Toymaker as well she was oh yes one. that's true yeah. yeah and she immediately goes you know uh, we're gonna we're gonna make it a, a, a godly non-sinful world it's like oh dear that's all that's all we want isn't it someone going back in the past and doing more religion yeah um you've got an ex an ex olymp uh, an ex olympic um high jumper yes um <laughs> it's just what well, these people are useless how did they recruit these people oh, i would love to see the advert in the guardian <laughs> uh volunteers wanted to go back in time yeah all right, uh, we're at the end of episode five, and we've got a number of dinosaurs. The Triceratops, have, yeah. he's all right down in the underground because okay. yeah, he doesn't I quite move. Like him. Yeah. Uh, the Apatosaurus, mm, the Stegosaurus, the little chubby one, mm, but the T-Rex, dear, oh dear, oh dear. He's back, yeah. Oh dear. Um, Not and, good. Yeah, and if that wasn't bad enough, episode six, it's the fight between the T-Rex yes. and the Apatosaurus. Yeah, we get, we get the obligatory, we've had them... Despite the fact that there's, um, I think there's more, there's something like more time between the Stegosaurus and the T-Rex than there is between the T-Rex and us. There's a bigger time difference, yes. which always just 
boggles my mind. Um, but yeah, we're used to like in Ray Harryhausen films, you've always got to have dinosaur fight, and you yep. be it be it lizards with fins stuck on them, uh, which I can't watch anymore. I can't no, watch I the can't. Lost World anymore. It's so no, cool. Um, but yeah, we get this fight. The trouble is, you're having a fight with two immo- immobile <laughs> puppets that just can't be- really bend. No, so they're just being pushed at each other. Yeah. It's like a dinosaur sumo match, isn't it? Oh, um, good grief. Yeah, not not good at all. It's trying to push the T-Rex one's mouth onto the neck of the Apatosaurus, you know? And obviously, yes. Derek Meddings, if that's still him under that table, can't see what he's doing. So, oh, good Lord. Do you, I wonder what happened when he saw the rushes for it. Did you go? They went, should we film this again, Derek? Derek, where's he got? He's legged it. Oh, I want my name <laughs> yeah, taken just, off right now. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all going on. Meanwhile, the doctor, you know, he's got one jeep in front of him with Finch in, the other jeep yep. in with a brigadier in, and the brigadier's saying he's my prisoner, and he actually stands up yep. to this is, Finch. This is prime brig behaviour. I mean, don't don't watch like the three doctors where he's a, an idiot. This is this is season seven brig back. Mm. He's got such authority. And I love it when he's he stood up and he says, You're not you know, he's got two men with machine guns pointing at him and he's not batting an eyelid. And he's still saying, That's my prisoner. That's my and prisoner. I'm taking him. Yeah. yeah. And then he just says, Benton and yeah, Benton stands up with the machine gun. It, this is good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I like how the brigadier can't believe when Mike Yates holds oh. them all at gunpoint. You know? He's genuinely he, angry, isn't he? Yeah, he's fair bristling yeah. that man. Yep. Yes, yeah. And, and you know, it gets even better because we've got Benton versus Yates. Yeah. Benton. <laughs> no. It's quite quite a physical fight, but poor poor Yates ain't got a chance, really. Benton just lathers in one. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's quite physical. We're, normally, um, studio fights are a bit anemic. But, uh, yeah, this is not bad, this one. This could be the best ever Benton story, I'm thinking. I think so, yeah. I think you may be right. Yeah. Yeah. He was good in the demons. Best, yeah. I liked him in the demons because yeah. there was a I lot of him in there. He's such but... an underrated character. Yeah, um, he was definitely the heart of the unit family. I think. Yes. Yeah. Um, Sarah, meanwhile, was told old double denim. You know yep. all all about it. The others don't believe her. Um, so the minister comes across apparently from a shuttle. Yeah, um, in his spacesuit, wearing a Moonbase three helmet. Is that what it is? I thought, ah, oh, this is too good. What's this off of? Yeah, Moonbase three. Yeah, is it Moonbase three? Right, makes sense. Barry Letts was uh, good friends with the producer, wasn't he? Yeah, <laughs> himself. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's like so they've they've gone to the trouble of fabricating a yeah. a spacesuit just outside the airlock for somebody I, to put on. Yeah, I mean this. Th- this should have twigged. Um, Madam Edith straight away because he comes out and there's a gaping gap between his glove <laughs> and his sleeve and she's watching him and it's like oh you stupid woman you've got to say that in a terrible French accent you yeah. stupid woman that's better yeah I love the next bit which is you know the triceratops is down on the underground platform and being scared off with a flare by yes. the brigadier and the doctor blows up the lift and then says he'll go down alone as he'll be less conspicuous. He's just blown the bloody lift up. <laughs> yeah, he's just dynamited the lift. <laughs> yeah. um, and he's dressed, he's dressed in a cape. Yeah. 
It's like, yeah, yeah, you're very less conspicuous. Yeah. Yeah, he sends the brigadier off to get the troops together. Yeah. Another terrific moment where we've got ben, Benton versus Finch. Yeah. And Benton actually apologises. He says, very sorry, sir. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's clobbering the general. That's yeah. quite he's good. Having a, he's having a good day, isn't he, Benton? He is, he's like, yeah. He's having fun. Yep. Sarah proves to everyone what's going on by opening the airlock and not being yep. uh, uh, sucked out. Um, I like the way the Doctor knocks out old Martin Jarvis with this two-finger manoeuvre. Yes, yeah. Um, did he do anything like that before? I can't remember ever seeing him doing this you um, know, finger on the neck, finger on the chest sort of thing. He does... Oh, I can't remember which story it is. He pokes someone in the chest in one of the other stories and incapacitates them. Um, but I quite like—I I much prefer this to the "Hey!" where he just yes. karate chops them. Yes. Um, yeah. I wonder if this because I know there was complaints, wasn't there, that the doctor using um, hitting people. So I wonder if this was a no, no. Well, let's don't hit. Oh them. yeah, that's yeah. around that time, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, the spaceship folk have found the control room, same time as the the brigadier and Benton have come in. Yep. And the Doctor as well. And Whitaker throws this switch. Yeah. Uh, but the Doctor crosses the room in slow motion and pushes it back. The Minister then runs across yeah. and, and pushes it back again. But Whitaker goes, he's reversed the polarity. I don't know how you can do that yeah. with one push of a button. I know. I know. It's... It's such a... It's like a Monty Python delivery, isn't it? He's reversed the polarity. And somehow reversing the polarity on a machine that rolls back time means that anyone that's touching the machine and the machine itself travels back in time. Yes. Why would you build it that that could happen? Whitaker, what's going Whittaker. on? Yes. Wait, so, so the two of them and the machine... Go Turn back to up, prehistoric time, yeah. Go back to prehistoric time. So so archaeologists are going to find two 20th century blokes yeah. and a machine with, like, spears in them, I guess, at some point. Well, the, the Doctor doesn't seem at all worried that, that these people have gone back in time. They could wipe out everything. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't seem worried. Do you reckon that um, after this episode ends, he nips back in the TARDIS? And, and nobbles them or something. Well, do you think he knew who he would have gone to the TARDIS and then gone back to rescue them? I think so, yeah. I, I reckon so, because it's such a... It, it is a weird ending. It's sort of, uh, you know, they've, they've gone back to their golden age. Um, but is he not worried about the, the butterfly effect? They what? literally could wipe out all life on Earth. Yes, yeah. Hmm... Can okay. you imagine? I think we should have got a uh, uh, a spin-off series where it's just uh, it's Whitaker and Martin Jarvis arguing with the uh, the minister uh, as like a, a third wheel, and them just trying to make prehistoric life, like putting a hut together. And that. <laughs> that would have been good. I'd have paid to see that. Actually, I, they've got a TV. In that room, haven't they? Can't they yes. use the TV to find out where they are? Yeah, they could. They, I mean, realistically, yeah, they should be able to, unless that was tied to the machine bit that disappeared. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And that's how the story ends. I mean, we find out that Mike Yates is uh, um, taking uh, extended sick leave. Yes. And then he's, he's going to leave. Quietly uh, drummed out. Drummed out, yes. At least they didn't, they didn't go with the. Uh, um, 
he he didn't know what he was doing, and he'll be back next week. I quite like the idea that Briggs like now nah, he's now nah, he's out. He's dead to me now. He's out. <laughs> yeah. Dead to me. All right, so uh, behind the scenes, we've got Clifford Cully. This is a quote from Clifford Cully, who's one of the Beebs right. special effects bods. Now, the person he's talking about, about making the, uh, the, all the um, uh, models and everything for this, yeah. uh, apparently it was an outside contractor, okay, who assured Barry Letts that, yes, we can do this. Um, and so the name Rodney Fuller, that must be the guy who... Is part of this company. Oh, okay. Okay. I've got two quotes uh, from the chap about Rodney Fuller. Uh, number one, he says, Rodney Fuller made the two pterodactyls which attacked the Doctor and Sarah in the garage. I can still remember him casting them up in our workshop. One version was complete, while the other was a glove puppet of the beak and head. There you go, Emu, yep. you're right. Yes, which Emu broke through a sugar glass window on the Land Rover. I suspect that it was Rodney who made the other dinosaurs too, most of which were operated from below with the use of metal rods and cables. The models were filmed on miniature landscapes, sometimes featuring photographic enlargements of real buildings. Right. All right. That's the first bit. And then he's talking about the CSO. He says, At that time, CSO work was, was an exact science. The backing had to be the right blue or the right yellow. It had to have the right number of footlights, etc. It was an operational headache to get everything just right. And yet, knowing this, they would always leave the CSO work until the last 15 minutes of studio <laughs> time. They'd pull out a wrinkled blue or yellow drape that had been rolled up all day, light it in 30 seconds flat, and then announce that we had 10 minutes to record the most important sequences in the whole show. That really used to annoy me. Well, you can understand that, can't you? Yeah, no, that's yeah. I, can, I do you know what? I can see that being the case. The BBC doing that. Yeah. Because yeah, they never did. They never saw special effects stuff as being valuable, did no. they? It was, you know, just a secondary thing. That's, yeah. It's, yeah, shocking, really. Yeah, and the last bit he says about that, he says, we'd be stuck in one corner working the models, whilst the actors would be in another area, stood about three feet from the CSO backing cloth. You'd then rush these shots through, getting one take of each effect. It was appalling. I could never understand why we didn't record the bulk of these scenes when the actors were away having dinner. And he's right. You know, yeah. why, why, why save it to the very, very end? I think it's because, at this point, the BBC was an absolutely rule-bound place, wasn't it? So mm -hmm. the, the attitude was, this was good enough 30 years ago, it should be good enough now, the practices. I mean, it's, it's absolutely crazy the way they used to film. Um, and like you say, get, get to 10 o'clock on the day of recording, psh, lights go off. Yep. They would start breaking sets in front of oh. the actors to break them down. And, you know, you had a certain amount of time to record and then you had to have the lunch breaks. And that. It, it, it's just, it is, it's as archaic as these dinosaurs themselves, isn't it? It's, it's weird that they, they made all of Doctor Who in this very, very strange way. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, here we go. Here we go. Yay. Let's do our ratings. I thought we would rate for our adversary, plural, adversaries today, yep. Whitaker, because okay. he is the main adversary, and then the four dinosaurs. Okay, that's fair. All right, yeah. so let's start with Whitaker and get him out of the way first, all right? So the design... Of Nida in a lab coat. 
literally, yeah, he's just he's wearing a lab coat, even though I don't know why he's not in a laboratory. It, it, although Whitaker does seem the sort of person that would that would wear a lab coat and expect you to uh, respect that, I bet he goes when he when he went shopping in Tesco's, he would wear the lab yes. coat. Yeah, you know, he is he is like the the guy working on the pharmacy counter that thinks he's a doctor, <laughs> isn't he? Hundred percent. That's exactly what he yeah. is. Yes. Um, I think one of the best special effects in this show is his comb over. That is a, a fantastic comb over. one. Yeah. Yes. Something, something else uh, used to get in the seventies don't really get now. No. You don't get comb overs anymore. Not quality ones like that. <laughs> um, but I, I I do like Whitaker. I like um, Peter Miles. He's he's great. He, he even just coasting along, he's superbly watchable. Um, and I love the like I say, I just love the weird decision they've taken to to play these characters, Martin Jarvis and Peter Miles, almost as a married couple. Yeah, there's they, not, there's no real evilness to them. They're just like bickering. They bicker all the time, don't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. So, yeah, I like. Uh, I think design-wise, he is. I'm going to have to give him a very dull five. That's what for I've design, got. Because he's literally average. a coat. Yeah, he's a lab, <laughs> a lab technician, coat. isn't he? Yeah. Yes. You could right. cosplay as him pretty quickly. I think. Yes. Yep. Yep. Well, any pharmacist in a supermarket can. Yes. True. Yes. Yeah. All right. And how effective was um, Whitaker? I, I think he's very effective. I, I love him um, as a character. I think he's great. He seems just absolutely pissed off with the whole thing. He's an angry man, isn't he? He is, yeah. It's like, oh, why did I ever start this dinosaur monster? I can imagine that his original plan was probably, I'm going to transport myself back in time and escape this rat race. And then the, the Martin Jarvis character got involved and he goes, no, no, no let's, not, let's not go back in time. Let's take other people with us. And Witters has gone, oh, okay, we'll, we can do that. <laughs> And then the ministers got involved, and he goes, "Why don't we roll back the whole of the planet?" And he's gone, "Oh, oh. No, uh, <laughs> okay." And then Finch has got involved. He goes, "Why don't we pretend we've got spaceships?" And I think at that point, Whitaker has gone, "That's it. I couldn't care less anymore." <laughs> That's when the I've anger set in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm going to give him a. I'm going to give him an eight. Oh, I gave him eight and a half. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, fair enough. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna match you. Eight, Eight and, and a half. half. All right. Okay. Uh, plus that divided by that is right. That's six point seven five. Okay, that's is fair. His rating. All right. Right. Uh, first dinosaur. Let's talk about the Triceratops. What do you think of uh, the look? If that, this was a photo of the Triceratops down on the platform, what do you think? Do you know what? Uh, again, the old memories. So in the Doctor Who monster book. There's photos of these dinosaurs, and you look at it and go, "Oh, this this is amazing." You don't realise that that's what it looks like in a moving picture as well. Mm. Um, the design of the Triceratops, I think, is is probably the most accurate of the of the four. four. Yeah. Um, so design-wise, I'm going to give it a respectable seven. Exactly what I've got again. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Nothing wrong there. But then no, it moves. It does. So, yes. so, so what happens? Um, the effectiveness, it's because it appears so little, it's probably the most effective of the dinosaurs. I do like the, because uh, it's an unusual shot, it's sort of backing away in the tunnels. Yes. The, the brig in front is, you know, we're CSO, we can't really 
we know now why it looks so shonky. Um, but the the it's lit nicely. It's that. So I'm I'm going to keep on a seven for effectiveness Ooh, for okay tr- uh, tricky tri Well, I went down to a five, so that's a Ooh. six. All right. So that is six and a half. Okay. For the Triceratop. Let, let's do the chubby one next. Let's do the Stegosaurus. Steggy. Um, Design-wise, I, I think you, you might have picked these in descending order because he I think he's next on the list of... Okay, he's okay, but ooh, there's something up with him. He's a bit chubby, isn't he? He's a bit chubby, yeah. He's got very chubby knees. He's yeah. got toddler legs. Yes, he is. He's like a little fat toddler. He's got those sort of legs. They could have made a suit for two toddlers to operate, couldn't they? Yes. That might have worked. <laughs> Probably not. Um, so, design-wise, it's starting to get dodgy. So, I'm, I'm going to give him a five for design. Well, I gave him a six. Oh. All right. So, that's five and a half. And when you see him moaning in the street like yeah. he does... He's... Do you reckon he's the least mobile of them all? Well, you, uh, do you actually Probably. see him move? I don't think so. I don't so. Even see him I walk. think he, he moves his feet slightly, but then I don't know whether there's some problem with Derek. Derek's fell asleep or something. <laughs> it, it doesn't seem to be able to move properly. Um, so I'm going to drop down to a... For effectiveness, I'm going to drop down to a four. That's where I've got him. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that is 4.75 the stegosaurus <coughs> yeah a patasaurus now then okay old uh, pat the apatosaurus um and this is again it's it's getting weirder because bits of it like the body's not too bad it's not it's not fat like this uh the stegosaur but the head is signed up with that face it's so yeah. strange um so design wise i'm gonna drop down to a four for the design on this. Oh, snap again. That's what I've Yay. got. I think the head is strange because everything's fine, but I think if you've got like a mechanism inside it yeah. to make the jaw work, maybe that's what's thrown out the shape of the could be, head. yeah. They've based they've based it on the internals rather than a sculpt. Yeah. Yeah. Could now, well be. Now the the effectiveness of this isn't just, you know, it just standing there, opening and closing its mouth. We've got to take into account it fighting the T-Rex. Yes. As well. Oh, dear. Um, the best shot of this, weirdly, I think, is um, is when the, the Doctor drives the Jeep under it. That yes. sort of works, I think. Um, but, yeah, the fight is, is shockingly bad. Um, this is where... The trouble is, it's a long-necked dinosaur. And you really need some articulation in that neck, which they obviously can't do. Uh, I'm going to go down to a three well, for effectiveness. That's, that's where I've got Isn't him as right? well, yes. Okay. All right. So, okay, that's... Uh, well, actually, there's, there's five dinosaurs, isn't there? What, we got... Oh, we haven't done the pterodactyl. Yeah. Ter- All right, let's, do, let's do Terry next. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Terry, then, yeah. The, the, what we see of the pterodactyl, what do you think? Uh, design-wise, I think it looks okay. Because um, when the puppet's not doing its emu opening the mouth, it looks fine. Hmm. And the, the static one looks okay. It just can't move. Hmm. So I think, I think we will jump up a bit on that. I think design-wise, I'll give the pterodactyl 
a five and a half. All right. Well, I gave it a six. Yep. Right. So that's 5.75. And then how effective? And this is it flying around as well yeah. as smashing through the window and the cupboard. It's um, flying about looks terrible. And when it's a glove puppet, I, I, I find it effective, but for the wrong reason, because it's so funny. And I just think of, I can't help but think of Emu. Um, so I'm, I'm going to give it a four. I gave it a four as well. All right, so that's 9.75 divided by two is, well, we'll call that 4.9. 4.9, okay. 4.9, okay. And then we're on to the... The big guy. The big the guy, the T-Rex. The right. Oh, Mr. Chewett, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, but this of course, we've got a couple yeah. reasons. Uh, we're, we're, we've got two puppets and we've got a close-up head. Oh, that's we, true, yeah. Okay, let, um, how are we going to do this? We'll, we'll have to combine it, won't we? We've got to combine close, it. The close-up head I quite like, because it's got, it's got uh, what, what was thought then the, the scales would be like. Yeah. It's got very Godzilla-like uh, plates on it. Um, the eyes, weirdly that the eye opens downwards. Yes. I don't, I've never seen that on a T-Rex before. That's, well, you've never seen know, a T-Rex, so that's true. it might, I've never had, might be I've never like had that. a T-Rex wink at me. So <laughs> I don't know. Put that on a T-shirt. Yeah. Um, so the, the big head is okay, but then the other two don't match it at all. No, or each other. Or each other. It, it, it reminds, again, saying about Godzilla, it reminds me, because the early Godzilla suits, they, they weren't made to moulds. They were like handmade latex painted on, so everyone was different. And you'd have different, different puppets versus the suit and things like. That. And but this is all of them are off. Mm. They don't look like a T Rex. Nope. Um, like say it's got it's got massive sort of Kenneth Williams nostrils. It's Those got strange oh, eyes. Strange, strange eyes that don't match the bigger head at no. all. Um, so design wise, it's by far the weakest. Uh, I'm going to give it a two. Okay, I gave it a three because yeah. it is odd. It's yeah. not very good, but it is also odd. If if you uh, if you're at school and the teacher goes, okay, kids, today we're, we're gonna um, we're gonna make out of clay uh, your favourite dinosaur, and you created that and you showed it and you said, here, Miss, I've made a T-Rex. I think you're not getting a star. No, I think she's going to go. Oh, okay. Not even back in the 1970s yeah. would you get no. a star. All right, and how effective are these scenes? Um, the trouble is, they've everyone loves the T-Rex, don't they? Even Jurassic Park knew that T-Rex is the dinosaur. Yep. That's what people want to see. Um, so they feature it a lot, and unfortunately, the more they feature it, the worse it gets. Um, if this was done in shadows, you know, just poking out from the shadow, but we see it in all its glory yeah. multiple times. Um, and trying and, to eat the yeah. Apatosaurus. Yes, and to to quote from Father Ted, you know, it's shoddy, it's shoddy <laughs> Ted. Um, uh, two is a all two. I can give it. Well, I gave it a one. Yeah, actually, you know what? I gave it two for design. I'm going to give it one. You're right. A it one. is awful. Oh, <laughs> poor thing. Bless it. Oh dear. Uh, that is a final tally. I'll round it up. Would you put up. this on your CV? If you were the guy that made these, would you no. have this on your showreel? No. No. I think that sums it up. 
where he wasn't on the documentaries, so yeah. it's not something you, know, you when, shout about. When you said they brought in a contractor for it, yeah. Do you reckon they brought in a contractor, but he was a painter and decorator contractor? Maybe. You know. <laughs> or maybe <laughs> this guy who did it usually yeah. makes Punch and Judy puppets. Yes. Because it's that sort of level. Oh, isn't it? it's got. Actually, you're right. It's got the nose of the Punch and Judy crocodile. Yeah. The big nostrils. It, 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 it's that level yeah. of belie- believability, yeah. isn't it? It is, yeah. I'd love to. I mean, I'd love to be a fly on the wall and see what the the. Do you think this was a case of the the sculptor was actually a good sculptor but didn't really understand what they wanted, or he was a chancer? I think he was a chancer. I think you're right. I think this might be a case where they, you know. They always say, don't they, that if an actor's asked if they can ride a horse, they'll say yes, because yeah. the idea is that if they get the job, they can learn. I wonder if this... They said, can you sculpt? Yeah, yeah. Can you sculpt dinosaurs? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. What's yeah, a dinosaur? So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's turning into his mate. Going, What's a dinosaur, mate? What's a dinosaur? Yeah. Oh, it's like that thing from the Chewitz advert. Oh, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. yeah. That's his, that, that was his reference. Yeah, I think the Chewitz was, advert. Yeah. All right, so that's it. That's all the uh, adversary ratings. So let's put them in caravans, right? Right. I'm holding off on what the final adversary rating on the T-Rex was until the end. <laughs> all yeah. right. Low, I bet. Yeah, so Whitaker then, 6.75. Yes. He shares a caravan with Seal. All right. Uh, Lytton from Attack of the Cybermen. Yeah. Uh, the Smilers, the Catkin, Johnny Ringo. Oh, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. they'd get on, I think. Yeah, G- the giant maggots. Yep. And the Cybermat from Revenge of the Cybermen. Oh, fair enough. I think that's a nice caravan for him to be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. Six point five is what the Triceratops got. So the, right. the this caravan suddenly got a lot bigger. <laughs> um, the tri- Triceratops is sharing with the Mutts. Right. Kelman. Uh, the Carnival Autons. And the Marshal. All right, that's a, a, a very hammy caravan, but yeah. Yes, yeah. that's all right. Then we have the <laughs> Stegosaurus at 4.75. This is a smaller caravan in inhabitants, so just as well. We got the Vespiform. Wasn't that the right. giant wasp? It was, yeah. We might have been a bit harsh on that. But. Yeah, so we've got Vespiform. Prisoner Zero, oh, you right, know, the big the, toothy the, thing. Yeah. Tekka and Kroll. Oh, it's, oh, it's, 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 it's going to be a big crawl. caravan already because we've got crawl yes, in there. got crawl in there. Yeah, so both operated from a guy from below a table. Yeah. Yes, yep, yep. Then three and a half is where we have the Apatosaurus. Yep. And that is sharing a caravan with Terry Leptal. Right? Oh, okay. The Animus. Yep, right? that's, the, uh, that's the web planet. Yes. Yeah. Moon Spiders. No. Sontaran Shallow. I think he's that latest one who liked chocolate. Sontaran oh, Shallow. the chocolate one, right, yes. And the floor is the Nazi, you know, from Silver, oh, right. oh, God, Silver yeah. Nemesis. All right. And then at 1.8, the T-Rex, he gets a 1.8, and he is the first adversary to get a 1.8. Oh, right. He's in a caravan all of his own. He's all by himself. In, yeah, for the time being, somebody might join yeah. him. Next door at one point seven five, we've got the CGI werewolf from that David Tennant story. Okay. 
Sontaran store. Oh, Derek Deadman. Right. Derek Deadman. And the, ah. Yeah, and the magma creature. So the T-Rex is slightly yeah. better than Derek Deadman. Yeah. That's saying something, isn't it? Uh, it's um, saying something about Derek Deadman, got... isn't it? Yeah, it is. He, uh, the T-Rex has got the same flared nostrils as the magma creature. Yep, there's that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okie doke. This is a, quite an epic story. We're, we're, we're at 1 hour 42 um, at the moment. Oh, well. So uh, um, this is an epic link. Hopefully episode. not as much uh, filler as the story had. Yeah. Uh, before we go, is this good enough to go in your top 10? If I was thinking about this, because when I was watching it, I was thoroughly enjoying it. I thought, is this a top 10 one? There's too much filler. If this was a tight four-parter... Do you know what? I think it might make the top ten. Right. But I think this is, it's hovering. I, I would say this is probably in the, um, it's in the top 20. But yeah, I don't think it makes okay. my top ten. Well, it is in my top ten. Really? Wow. Uh, because, yeah, there's a lot of padding in, in episode five. But you've got all the Benton okay. stuff, you know, and and uh, and all, all the, li- the the rest of it. So yeah, I, it's... What's getting knocked out? Or did you still have some space? No, no, I didn't have any space. What's been knocked out? Because I'm putting it in at number 10 in my top 10. Right. What's, what it's knocked out is the rescue. Oh, the William Hartnell nice. one. Yeah. The very first Vicky one, wasn't that? That was the very first Vicky, yeah. Yes, yeah. Oh. So that, that, that's been nudged out. Invasion of the Dinosaurs that's sits there. Enough. All right. Okay. Yeah. If we were doing it purely on like characters top 10 then I think this would or, this would or as a def- unit this story probably, yeah or unit this would be my top Benton story mm. uh, I also think it might be one of my top three Sarah stories yeah um, she's really good in it yeah and weirdly whoever thought there would be a thing I think this would be my top Mike Yates story yeah yeah. As in, it's it's the one where he, I least want to punch him in the face. <laughs> so yeah, I think there there is a huge amount to go for this story. But yeah, I, for me, there's just a tad too much All padding right. for it to okay to edge in. Okay, that's fair enough. All right, that's us. We're done. We are done. So uh, you have to announce what we're uh, yeah. talking about next time. So I'll, I'll give you a cryptic clue. Mm-hmm. See if you get it. So if I said to you. Mrs. Cumberbatch is having maggot trouble. That's the image of the Fendal. Hey, well done. Well done indeed, yeah. yes. You say Mrs. Cumberbatch, that's Wanda, and I know Wanda from yep. Doctor Who. Oh, good. Image of the Fendal. Yes, yeah. Well, I thought, because it's almost Halloween for us, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, it will be by the time this comes out. Um, so I thought, a nice horror one. And uh, I've not watched it that often, but I remember it being not bad. I've got a vague memory of it. It it's either starts well and peters out, or it takes a while to get going. I don't think yeah, it's a I think, consistent I think it, story. No, no. I think I got I got a horrible feeling. Half of the last episode is pure filler because the story runs out. But I remember Leela being great, and I, I think this is this is the one where she gets the super extra skimpy costume. So something oh, for you to look forward to. to. That and wonder. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is the one with Wanda with the eyes painted on her. Hasn't she got eyes painted on her eyelids? Yes, which well, not a convincing effect. Uh, so, so I suppose we've got we've got the Fenderline, 
That's the thing um, with, a, with the spaghetti coming out of its yeah. mouth. So we can rate the Fendaline. We can rate Wanda as when she yes. gets taken over by well, the I always Fendal. rate Wanda. Yes. Um, but it's also a great cast because we've got... Um, what's his face from Survivor Season 3? Uh, and um, uh, Rodney's father-in-law from... Oh, uh, he used to play yes. Dr. Fendelman. Yeah, he's, I remember him being good. Yeah. I always like him. He's, he's a good actor. So, yeah, I, I'm hoping this one um, keeps our run of good stories because we've had another good run, haven't we? So far, so we've good. We've enjoyed yeah. these ones, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I can't remember the last time I watched Image of the Fendel. I know I've got it. No, I can't. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's years. It's another one of those that you very rare, if you think, I fancy a... a Tom Baker, Leela story. You're going to go for things like Talents of Wen Chang and that, aren't you? Or ha- horror of Fang Rock. Gonna go. Exactly. Yeah. So I think we'll we'll give it a go. Will it hold oh. up? Well, will we be reaching for us. the salt? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. This one will be out in a week. I promise. Uh, uh, yes. Okay. So uh, yes. All right. Okay. All right. Well, thank thank you, Ian. No That's problem. I enjoyed good. that one. That's been great fun, and yeah, let's see if we can keep the uh, the uh, the quality going. I don't know I with the fifth so. one. I know already mm. know who I've, I've yeah. got for the fifth one, and I really can't say. So, but really I'll announce right. that at the end of the next one. All right. Excellent. Good stuff. All right. Cheers, then, folks. Nice Cheers, then, Ian. Thanks, then. Cheers. Bye. Bye.